Welcome to Soul Wisdom Transitions, the podcast that explores the spiritual and emotional transitions that shape our lives. I'm your host, Terry, and in each episode, we'll be diving deep into the stories, insights, and messages we have all received over the course of our lives. I call these messages our PTS, post-traumatic stories. During each episode, we will explore how to identify our stories, when and how they started, and most importantly, how to change our reaction to our triggers into a response that will enable us to experience the outcome we desire. From navigating grief and loss to exploring new paths of self-discovery and growth, Soul Wisdom Transitions is your guide to overcoming life's challenges and triggers with grace, resilience, and authenticity. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey of discovery and transformation. Welcome, seekers of truth and wisdom, to Soul Wisdom Transitions, where we embrace the magical dance between the mind, body, and spirit. This sacred space is dedicated to guiding you on a sacred journey of self-discovery, personal growth, and spiritual awakening. Get ready to harness the power within as we embark on a transformational odyssey towards a more enlightened and fulfilling existence. Open your hearts and minds for the wisdom of the soul awaits. Let the transition begin. Welcome back to another episode of So Wisdom Transitions where we explore the various stages of personal transformation. I'm your host, Terry, and today I have the great good fortune of having a special guest joining us today. Please welcome Dr. Christiane Schroeder. Dr. Christiane is founder and program director of Hello, Happy Nest, an author and podcast host of The Happy Healthy Hustle. Her mission is to inspire women on their journey to wellness conquering food allergies, and brain fog. And don't we have all of those? As a health and happiness coach, she is an award-winning author, course creator, fitness instructor, and college professor. Her academic journey includes earning a Fulbright scholarship to study in the U.S. and achieving her MS and PhD in applied economics, specializing in food safety and obesity. Currently, Christiane shares her expertise as a professor in California, teaching innovation and entrepreneurship and food marketing. In her leisure time, does she have any? But in her leisure time, she enjoys spending quality moments with her husband and two daughters, taking leisurely walks at the beach, exploring local farmer's markets to savor seasonal produce, and having a blast with her book club ladies, joining her in thriving in this beautiful journey together. Thank you for so much for being here, Christiane. Thank you for having me as a guest. I'm really thrilled to be here and I'm excited to do this, Terry. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I had the opportunity of being a guest on on Christiane's podcast, which will be coming up probably out in the next couple of weeks or so. So that was fun and I had the opportunity to to get her know uh, a little bit better and I'm looking forward to hearing more about Christiane's journey today. So let's dive right in. So your work focuses on helping individuals navigate transitions that come with personal growth and conquering food allergies and brain fog. Can you share a little bit about what inspired you to embark on this path? So whenever I help other individuals with their food allergies or their brain fog, and that's also the name of my company, 
Hello Happiness. The main goal is really that you're starting to feel comfortable with who you are and feeling comfortable within your body, kind of like your body looking at your nest and that comfort level as being your happiness that you're creating within your nest and kind of saying, hello, this is who I am. This is really how I could feel what I'm feeling well and when I'm not struggling with being bloated or having any digestive issues or when I have that brain fog that goes along with eating something that's maybe not digestive properly to where you're feeling your body's working so hard and breaking this down to where the rest of your energy is maybe just focused in your digestive tract. So I myself struggled with those issues and I realized that there are a lot more people that have the same experiences, but I mean, it's partially actually a little bit of embarrassment that you talk about it. People don't really talk about like, oh, I have uh, diarrhea or I'm bloated or maybe, you know, I'm constipated. It's something that's a little bit of a taboo topic and people don't want to feel like the oddball when they talk about food allergies because they feel they're a burden. At the same time, you're never a burden because if your friends appreciate who you are and embrace you, they want that you are happy. And at the same time, that's something that the more authentic and honest you are, we are all imperfect. So we are imperfect, perfect human beings and sharing what makes you happy actually makes your friends just embracing you even more because they love that you are not, you know, you're not forcing yourself to do something that wouldn't really lead to discomfort. So I myself struggled from a young age with those issues and have since then realized what brings me um, easier digestion and little tips and tricks that I'm going to share here with you. And it's really also about this transition and the transformation that you talked about, Terry, this soul wisdom that I have since then acquired that is so important in our lives. And I'm really happy to share this here today. Yes, that it's quite astounding. I really loved what you just said about how our bodies are our nests. And if you think about how carefully a bird makes a nest to take care of the life within that nest, and yet we don't for ourselves. And if you think of it that way, don't we deserve to take care of ourselves as best we can so that our nest, which embodies and takes care of and protects our inner wisdom and our soul and who we are, we should take more time to really give that some thought and to, you know, embrace the fact that we need to take better care of ourselves. So what are the common challenges that people might face when they're going through the transitions that you take them through? And becoming aware of their relationship with food? That's a great question. So frequently I work with individuals and they think that starting a wellness journey is a very complicated makeover to where it's restricting fun. And that's why I named my business also Hello Happy Nest as like a 
the happy really being the important part, like the the medium really, the the transition really that needs to happen. You need to increase your happiness. Everything else, you know, just will support what you do. So one thing that I don't do in my business, I don't like the whole like before or after pictures because that's not what it's all about. It's not that you need to look a certain way. We don't need to even like step on a scale. I mean, it's just a freaking number. We don't need to like look at a number and let that number increase our happiness or like a clothing size, right? So what the transition really should be is that you feel more energy, you feel stronger, you feel that life just rolls a little bit easier off every day. You wake up and you're kind of feeling like, let's do this. And I'm not saying that it's going to happen every day because we all have days where we may be waking up and we're like, well, that's kind of like an off day. All right, perfect. Let's just get through it somehow. And then maybe you're waking up on the next day and you're like, okay, that's done. So today's better. Awesome. And that's just how it is. It's sometimes two steps forward, one step back. So when I look at a transition, I usually try to really dig down, what do we really want to accomplish? No, we don't need to fit into the jeans that are lying on the bottom of your closet. No, we don't need to get onto a certain number on the scale. What we're really trying to accomplish is everyday functions, whether that's spending time with your family, whether that's maybe finding a workout that you really enjoy. That's what I'm trying to accomplish. You're going to be stronger for your everyday functional movement. And that's the goal. So it's it's nothing complicated. It's nothing expensive. And it's definitely not revamping what you do right now with any funky shakes or cutting out things that you enjoy, because that's just that's not what life's all about. We deprive ourselves in so many parts of our life that finding wellness is, as the name said, it should be well, it should be good, it should be happy. Yeah, very profound. And all of just the the information that, you know, it's what I'm hearing you say is it's okay to have a pizza pizza every once in a while. Everything in moderation. But just, you know, be aware of what foods do you ingest that actually make you feel better. You know, and you may not notice that right away, but like for me, I know when I have a smoothie of any kind, which I do like, I just cough for the rest of the day. So apparently that's not something I should have. So I know that now. And it's, you know, just to be more aware of what it is that is not making us feel good. And when you're working with your clients, do you come across uh, having to deal with like what I do with my clients is unravel the stories that they're telling themselves about food and their relationship with food? And how do you deal with that? That's a really great question because at the end of the day, Terry, it always comes back to unraveling something that might have happened in the past. And it's sometimes even when we go go all the way to childhood, maybe how you grew up, you're supposed to finish your plate, right? So um, actually (laughs) growing up, 
I grew up in Germany and sometimes my mom would say, if you don't finish your plate, you're going to love this, Terry. The weather is not <laughs> going to be good tomorrow. Oh my goodness. I've never weather, heard that threat before. It, <laughs> yeah. As if, well, uh, because I bring this up now, I live in California where the weather is always nice. So the plate finishing <laughs> so you, is not quite as threatening. That's right. You can't use that threat. You have to come up with a can't use that here. But in Germany, when it rains a lot, it's like, gosh, I don't want more rains. I better finish my plate. <laughs> so I better like really stuff myself because I don't want to be responsible for the next week of rain. So I'm just going to like wedge it in there. So that was actually very common. And um uh, little things like, you know, when you, oh gosh, like growing up, like I cannot think of like so many different things. Like they would sometimes, because I was, I was slender, they would sometimes buy the milk and then let the cream separate. And I had to like get the cream part on the top, the really fatty part. Wow. And <laughs> because I, they said, oh, you're so slender. You need to put on some weight, et cetera, which actually now is ridiculous because I realized that dairy does not do good things to my stomach. So when you think about this is like, I really struggled and it was like this idea of, well, you, you need to eat things that are maybe in high in fat. And on top of eating dairy, I would eat cereal, which contains gluten, which also doesn't do good things to me. So what we really need to think about is like nearly like a, what makes me feel good list. Write down things that you really enjoy eating and then think about how you feel after you eat them. And so your list totally should contain things like the pizza that you just mentioned or the ice cream, etc. And it could also contain things that are maybe associated with positive memories because you just brought up the unraveling story. What I also love is that sometimes I ask people about certain things and they have a preconceived notion about something, but they actually never tried it. <laughs> and it goes part with unraveling the story. Uh, for instance, when I met my husband, he quickly realized that I really like eating salads before dinner. And at the beginning, when you date, you don't really like tell each other all these stories. But then eventually he was like, you know what? I, I don't know. I can do this. These big salads. And I would tell them, well, it's just who I am. But it doesn't mean that you need to eat that way because we are different. If you don't want to eat a salad mm -hmm. before we eat dinner, then just don't eat it, right? The worst thing in a relationship is that you're feeling you're imposing your dietary habits on the other person. And that's just not really feasible because everything that I love is making me happy. But the story of my husband is totally different. So we totally weave in recipes from his childhood and things that he associates with happiness that I don't eat either. So that's just how things like work. We, we need to be our own individual master of our destiny. And that's just make yourself happy. And that's just the most important thing. So when I think about my story and how I grew up in Germany and what you associate maybe with good German food, a lot of the things I don't eat anymore. Right. So I'm, I'm not a huge fan of um, potatoes, meat, like the really, you know, heavy German cuisine. And I found my own happy nest in California, which is much more based on the lighter fare, the salads, the fresh fruits, um, the fresh vegetables here. So it's 
unraveling my story also means that you find a place where you feel your soul is embracing the surrounding the environment. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would really encourage everybody to do. Like go back into your story and think, what do I like to eat? But also where was I really happy and why was I really happy there? Is there something I could pick up and learn for myself? Yeah. And and to be, you know, more aware of what it is that does make you feel well. And my example for me was uh, I was 20 plus years vegetarian. And when I went vegetarian, my husband was figuring that, you know, we're going to be eating vegetables and salad all day long. And I mean, there's so much, even now, even more back back then, there are so many different ways of not just having vegetables and salad. We were on a on a trip to Costa Rica. And when I said I was vegetarian, the only thing they so served me was rice and beans. Rice and beans, rice and beans, rice and beans. It's called tipico. And we were at a restaurant and they were serving, you know, I was getting my rice and beans. I don't remember what Peter got. And I, I looked out into the, the forest, which is right near the restaurant, and there was fruit all over the ground and the iguanas were eating the fruit. And I'm thinking of oh, the freaking iguanas are eating better than I am. So it's just, you know, to be aware of what that means. Yes, there are some restrictions, but there's also so much that you can be open to. And after my traumatic brain injury, what I realized was that the brain to heal needs a lot of protein and I wasn't getting that. So I did start incorporating chicken and fish back into my diet, which is where I am now. But it is definitely the stories that we grew up with. You know, you were finish your plates or, you know, it's, you know you're going to be, it's your fault that it's going to rain tomorrow, which is quite astonishing that it was like, I had, like I said, I never heard that before. And for me, I had to finish my plate and I, at the time, did not like vegetables. And I would be the last one sitting at the table, pushing around my peas and my carrots, wishing I had a dog or something that I could, you know, feed it to under the table. And then I went full vegetarian, which, you know, was, you know, my mother found that quite ironic. But it's the stories that we grow up with. And that's what we need to unravel. And they show up in all areas of our life. They show up, you know, you find with your clients with food. They show up in relationships. The stories show up in, you know, your career and how you work. And it's it's just being aware of what those stories are. And when you can start unraveling the stories and you know just wondering that you you deal with your when you're dealing with your clients are there any tips or practices that uh, that you can share with us that can support as as people are delving into the possibilities of uh, of changing their relationship with food yeah, I kind of have like uh, three different tips that I uh, want to share a little bit and those are also from the um, individuals that I help from all over the world because my coaching program is uh, fully online. I do live Q and A sessions 
all my sessions, though, that I have the educational content are virtual, so you can access them from anytime, anywhere. So what I really learned over the years is that it really starts with uh, changing your mindset. So that's the very first thing that I've noticed that when you say, oh, I want to do this, that's when you're actually ready to make a change. Like think about you're looking outside and you're looking at this dirt plot and that's what you call your garden, right? And you're realizing, oh my gosh, I definitely need some some color or maybe just some greenery, anything like that. And in that moment, you're ready to go to the garden center and start buying some flowers or seeds or whatever you want to purchase. Because before it might not have bugged you, but then all of a sudden, when it starts to, when you're becoming aware of it, then your motivation kicks into gear. And I really call it also kickstart your wellness where you're ready to make a change, which is why frequently we think we need to tell others that they need to do something. That's great. However, the person needs to realize themselves that there is a problem and an opportunity to solve that problem would be that it starts from within. So it's the mindset. So once your mindset is aware, like, well, maybe I need to do some wellness in my day. The second thing that I've noticed a lot with people is that there is, unfortunately for media, so many wrong facts that people think it's complicated, it's expensive, and it's very time consuming to add wellness into your day that I have to do a lot of education and kind of unlearning things that you might have thought about, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think about losing weight, we think of like crazy things like weight watchers. Like nobody needs to watch their weight, right? Um, and or or beach body, any of these things that already the name of the company has this idealistic image of uh, something that um, no human being really should think about. Just think about your own body and feeling better for daily functions. So as I say, it starts with a mindset. The second thing is you can work out from anywhere, anytime, and you can also make workouts as quick as five minutes. And you can also just eat one more piece of fruit per day or do one push-up per day, and it's going to be better than what you did yesterday when you didn't eat that piece of fruit and you didn't do that push-up. So I'm looking at small steps. And everything that's a small incremental improvement is already better than where you started. So the third thing is really that I'm very positive and that's really um, all of the reviews that I'm receiving are saying, I love the enthusiasm. I love, I love the positivity. So I'm, I want to celebrate the customer. I want to say you did amazing because you tried. And even if maybe you didn't, like every day succeed, as I talked about earlier, trying is still doing. And that's so important in our life that we don't punish ourselves because we felt in the evening we needed to eat pizza followed by ice cream. Amazing. So you had a great evening. Love it and enjoy it. You know, don't don't feel bad about it because that's your mind and you don't even enjoy it. That's not the point of it. So you need to think about what can I do in my life 
that maybe adds some things in there that bring me happiness. But at the same time, maybe I'm adding the movement piece or maybe I'm adding some fruits and vegetables. And that's also now the last one where I'm celebrating clients. I always celebrate when people try something new because you don't want to be in the status quo. You don't want to say like, well, I think I am in the past. I did running. So maybe I need to do this again. I personally don't run. Don't like it. Right? My husband is a runner and I started running with him during the pandemic. And all of a sudden I was thinking like, what the heck am I doing? This is terrible. I feel like a mouse, you know, like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, so not happiness. And then my, my, the worst thing, it was my husband actually said that the tempo I was running was too slow for him. So I was like, you know what, maybe you should do this by yourself. I don't want to slow oh, you down. Nice right. Um, that's right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, well, this is more like a fast walk. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, honey, I get this now. So now actually I am a walker. I love walking because I can stop. I look, you know, at flowers. I look at, we live close to a lake. I look at the birds and that's far more satisfying to me than just, you know, hustling for my runs. I, I'm a walker. I love that. And so we also go to the grocery store and we pick up food items we've never tried before. And I always tell my kids, try one bite. If you hate it, awesome. You tried it. But we're not going to say this looks weird. I don't think this is good. I think that, you know, I heard something about it. That's not what we are. Put all the pre preconceived notions to the side. We're not going to judge things by just looking at them or hearing what somebody else about, said about it. You're going to form your own experiences. And if you did that, that's fair. But we're going to do, we're going to try new things because that's not what life is about, all about. We are not just going to sh shorten our experiences. We're going to enrich it. So that's what I, what I see with my clients. It's that they say, oh, I just don't like fruit. I don't want to get the sugar by eating a banana or, oh, I don't like doing jumping jacks. Well, then just don't do jumping jacks, right? And so they really just need to change their mindset about what wellness is all about. So those are the three things, um, you know, the mindset, keeping an, a mind uh, open about how inexpensive, easy and quick wellness can be. And thirdly, embracing new things and branching out. Yeah, just try. Yeah, that's that's you know a wonderful practices and they can truly make a difference and it's just baby steps it's you know two steps forward and maybe one step back and that's okay but just you know just try and it's you know for me it's like working with the horses when you're teaching them something if they give you a try then it's positive reinforcement okay that's it we're good we're done you tried yeah you know, was it perfect no that's okay you tried it's a wonderful Wonderful tips that we can we can take with us. And just getting back to our soul wisdom, is there any personal story or example that you can share with how your soul wisdom has guided and supported you in making a particular life decision? Love that question. And it comes back to what I talked about earlier, to where it's sometimes um, the feeling that you're experiencing. So after I graduated with my PhD, I went to a lot of different university and um, towns uh, that basically had a university where I would have wanted to work in a tenure track position and interviewed in positions. 
And it's always like a full package, of course. You're looking at the town, you're looking at the housing, maybe like even like schooling, thinking about your family. Is that a place where I want to work? Is that a place where I want to live? Is that a place where I want to raise my family? And so you can look at all these things. You can even Google them. But if unless you go there yourself and you're experiencing how your body feels, it's not really the same. So when I came here to, I live now in San Luis Obispo, California, it felt like I was coming home and I had not been here, right? So for me, when I stepped off the plane, I all of a sudden felt very much at ease in the surrounding. Fun fact is actually San Luis Obispo was voted at some poll as like the happiest place on the earth or the second happiest place on the earth. I think there is some Danish (laughs) town that has number one and this is number two. And I felt at home. I felt this is the place where I want to live. It's, It's beautiful here. I very much feel at ease. I kind of feel as a burden taking off my shoulders. And that was like somehow like my soul communicating to me, you're supposed to live here. You're supposed to live here. When I left the interview, it was a tiny little plane. This is not a big city. It's right between Los Angeles and San Francisco. It's a small plane. Mm -hmm. When I was sitting on the plane and I was leaving the interview, I actually started crying. And a lady, the flight attendant came over and she said, oh, what's going on? I said, I don't want to go. (laughs) And then I came back. No, Terry, you're going to love this. I, at that time, lived in Arkansas. So I flew from San Luis Obispo back to my home in Arkansas. And I got on the plane (laughs) and my husband said, "Um, how was the interview? And I said, yeah, we need to move. Um, This is not, this is not happening right here, which I'm sure there's, you know, people that have the same feeling when they come to Arkansas. They're like, oh my gosh, I love this place. For me, it just didn't align with who I am. So when I uh, came back, I realized how much your soul is really letting you know, this is something where you're going to thrive and you're going to do good and what you're really supposed to do. It's like this inner voice telling you, find your your comfort level in this particular surrounding and I've lived here ever since. Yeah. That's just it is is it's a an inner knowing that many of us don't listen to or don't know how to listen to, which is what I help with. And I felt the same way when I came out here to Colorado. I was taking classes out here and it was just like this feels right. And now, you know, we've got, you know, a six acre ranch and I call it my sanctuary. And I've had clients say that when they're working. It's like, oh my God, this is just such a, a peaceful sanctuary. And, you know, just listening to your soul that, you know, I moved my husband and our horses and everything like to the middle of the country. And it was like, um, okay, but it was right. And we have thrived ever since. And it's, uh, you know, reconnecting with the, with the soul and the inner voice that, uh, that leads you to where you're supposed to be. So thank you so much, Christiane, for sharing your wisdom and insights with us today. It's been an honor having you on the show. We will have links to your website and podcast in the show notes if anyone wants to get a hold of Christiane to help them with their uh, wellness and food and allergies and brain fog journey. They will be in the show notes. And that concludes our episode for today. And thank you for tuning in to Soul Wisdom Transitions. 
Remember, as you navigate through the twists and turns of life transitions, trust in the wisdom of your soul, embrace the lessons, honor the growth, and always remain open to the guidance that comes your way. Until we reconvene for our next soul-stirring conversation, may you continue to blossom into the highest version of yourself, embrace the beauty of your journey, and always be guided by the whispers of your soul. Thank you for joining me on Soul Wisdom Transitions. I hope you found value in today's episode. If you enjoyed the content and would like to support my podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. Your feedback and suggestions are essential to my growth and improvement. If you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover, you can reach me at terry at beginagainranch.com. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to stay updated on future episodes and exclusive content. Remember, your soul wisdom is your power. Keep exploring, keep growing, and keep shining your light through life's transitions. Until next time, this is Terry, your soul wisdom guide, signing off for now, and may your journey be filled with boundless soul wisdom.